0: Cress is proud to have De La Salle North Catholic High School as our community partner for this season of the podcast. De La Salle is the most diverse private school in Oregon, offering a college preparatory education exclusively to low-income students, turning no one away because of their inability to pay. Known as the school that works, De La Salle's corporate work-study program has every student work one day a week at Portland area companies, offsetting 50% of their tuition. The innovative curriculum provides the students with real-world experience, self-confidence, and ownership of their education. When we build stronger, thriving communities, we all benefit. Learn more on how your company can get involved by visiting de la Salle
1: The reality is we are 100% focused on helping companies navigate this return to office future work thing. And hybrid works hard. It's not as easy as people think, but I am 110% confident that we're not in Kansas anymore. This is not 2019. (laughs) We're not going back to a world where people are in the office five days a week. Yeah. yeah, And so a lot of what we're focused on now is helping companies, the biggest ones in the world, deal with this reality.
0: Welcome to Think Beyond Space, the PDX Workplace Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Blake St. Ange, Principal for the Portland Office of CRESA, a global corporate real estate firm. From the people, the culture, and their thoughts on the future of work, we sit down with leaders from Portland's most respected companies to learn about what makes their workplaces tick. Subscribe at Crescent.com slash Portland or wherever you find your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I am really excited to have Sam Colbert Heil with me today. Sam is the president and CEO of Brand Live, a kick-ass company here in Portland. And uh, Sam, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, good to be here. So, for those that may not know about you, Sam, or Brand Live, and what it is you guys do, walk us a little bit down, not too much of a rabbit hole, but walk us down a little bit who you are and how you became the CEO and president of Brand Live. And then we'll talk about all the future work stuff that you guys are
1: doing. Yeah, no problem. I, I grew up in Philadelphia. I'm a Philly guy in my heart. And I never thought I'd be in Portland, Oregon. I never thought I would uh, find my way, honestly, to the West Coast after college, I was recruited. I went to Wharton undergrad and all my friends were going to New York and I was interviewing for a variety of jobs at the time. There was this guy in sunny California at a private equity firm called Kane Anderson. And this is 2007. I didn't even know the difference between private equity and investment banking, et cetera. Anyway, long story short is he was trying to hire kids out of Wharton where he went instead of 26, 27 year olds yeah. uh, from investment banking uh, as a kind of test or trial. yeah. And I interviewed for the job and I was decently entrepreneurial, as uh, had a business in college, we sold t-shirts. And anyway, long story short is I decided to take this job in LA. I never thought I would go to LA. My parents were very upset yeah. to say the least. Yeah. Um, they wanted you to go to New York and do the IB situation? Well, I went to college in the same city I grew up and I, w- I have two moms. so. My mom's are Kitty and Joanne. Yeah. And I never thought I would go to, go to school at Penn, but I decided I wanted to do business. Yeah, Kind of a crazy story. My mom decided to send me to New York for an aptitude test. Uh, I don't know why. She'd read something <laughs> in The New Yorker about this. And she sent me to New York by myself. And I was How a, you? I was a junior in, in high school. Okay. So I was 17, yeah. maybe 16. Yeah. I ended up getting a fake ID on this trip. It was that <laughs> seminal in my, my uh, youth story. Long story short, they said you should be in business, you should be an entrepreneur. And so once that kind of like became the choice for me, yeah. going to, to Penn where the business school is the number one school in the country was like an easy thing, but it yeah. meant that I was staying 30 minutes from my house, which yeah. I never intended. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, long story short, I spent four years at, in Philly, Close to my parents, and so yeah. going to Los Angeles, three thousand miles away, was yeah, a big, big thing. Yeah. So I took this job in L.A. We were investing in software companies at the time. Software service didn't exist. Um, we were focused on companies that had a couple million dollars in EBITDA, mostly perpetual licenses. No one really understood this notion of recurring revenue or yeah, what so, I meant. Yeah. We didn't even call it SaaS. It was called ASP software. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the idea of of running the business, break even or losing money, was was um, scary in this period. Anyway, long story short is my first day of work at Kane Anderson. I got put on the deal that was being worked on for a little company with a funny name called Smarsh. Uh-huh. And I was 21 and Steve was young. I mean, he he's 10 years older than me. He's 31. So youngest CEO in the portfolio, smallest company in the portfolio. And yeah. so the Older guys um decided to put the young guy on it, and were kind of laughing at me. we Who's <laughs> laughing now? Uh, they, they weren't <laughs> laughing pretty soon. <laughs> T- took a couple of years. but yeah, yeah, I mean, we were we had a mandate of a couple million dollars in EBITDA, three million of EBITDA. and the smart business wasn't even three million in revenue. so it was it was by far an anomaly in the portfolio. yeah. And I worked with Steve for two and a half years at Kane Anderson. And then in two thousand and nine, we decided it made sense for me to come work directly for him, and I moved to Portland, thinking I'd be here for a couple of years, no more than maybe three. We were and three years into a five-year it. investment, yeah. so yeah. So you're about to exit. Yeah, that sure. was the thinking yeah. at the time. Yeah, um, the business, of course, had had done pretty well during that period, um, pretty significant year-over-year growth. Yeah, and so the thinking was, I don't know, come here for a couple of years, head back to LA or San Francisco or New York. This was a, a stop. Yeah. A long stop. <laughs> yeah, it's been 12 years. Um, yeah. But we, yeah, I mean, the, the Smurfs business, of course, has done incredibly well. Yeah, We uh, had a handful of transactions over the year that meant that we were, you know, continuing to run the business. Right, um, right. And then in 2018, Steve and I left to, together at the same time to build his family office, which okay. is called Archivist Capital. Yeah. And started making angel investments, getting more involved in a um, earlier stage set of investing. And in that period, we had kind of stumbled across a larger thesis around helping find a company that had, I don't know, anywhere between three and 10 million of revenue that we could bring product knowledge, sales expertise, buy the business and turn it into something else. Maybe it was a great idea that potentially hit some sort of sticking point with either the people or with some sort of kind of stuck moment. Yeah. Yeah. And we never thought BrandLive would be the business. I never I never expected BrandLive to be the one that we would kind of engage on this thesis with. And it just so happened that at the end of the summer in 2019, the board of BrandLive kind of asked me to help them think about who the next CEO would be. Yeah. And the honest sure the story is we in yeah, we had a board seat, we yeah. invested in the okay, business so in yeah, 2016. Yeah. yeah. And so I was kind of like, oh, okay, we Let's think about this, figure this out. I didn't know that much about the business. And mind you, I was, I was attending the board meetings. So yeah. I should have right. <laughs> known a lot about the business. And I think it, it's a good example of, you know, sometimes you don't know what you have until yeah. you kind of dig a little deeper. And right. it was during this period that I asked for access to the admin panel and started to dig into the product. Yeah. And started to realize that the way it was being used by customers was very different than what was on the website or how yeah. the management team was thinking about it. Um, the original Brand Live business was started very much focused on uh, QVC for your brand. It was actually called Your Brand Live. So the idea was uh, stand behind a podium, talk about this sh- shoe, yeah. wax f- philosophically about the patent leather, the yeah. stitching, yeah. and sell largely to a direct-to-consumer audience yeah. um, a product. The use cases... That I think were very front and center to the narrative were product launches, product education, right, things of that right. nature. Yeah. When I started digging into the product, I realized that many of the use cases were around training large teams, all hands meetings, and I started to think, "Huh, that's really interesting." I had planned the all hands meetings at Smarts for ten years, or had, yeah, um, been been on them, communicating for. A, a very long time. I knew how painful right. they were. I knew yeah. how challenging yeah. that was. Oh, shit, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And most this is this is real. Most companies have that meaning quarterly. Not, yeah. Not because people don't want to hear from leadership or the CEO every that that frequently, but yeah. just they're so hard to plan yeah. that you just push right. them out. Right. Um, and so we basically bought the company in 2019. The transaction closed over this. December thirty first and January thirty first period. Of, it's a it's a long story. I yeah, won't get into yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But that, um, December
0: thirty first of nineteen and early twenty yeah,
1: twenty. Yeah, twenty January thirty first twenty twenty. I yeah. took over as CEO with the idea that we would potentially abandon the Brand Live brand and focus the business on this new idea of reinventing the all hands meeting. Um, wow. This is pre pandemic by a month. Yeah, by, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I hired our uh, Thomas, who's our chief product officer. I hired him first and you know, we showed up at the the office on the other side of the river. Uh, it was um, in the something Mills building, literally oh, yeah, right on the river. Mills. It was so dark and yeah, dreary that yeah, day, yeah. the first day of work I showed up. Yeah. Oh, great. No one was there. And yeah. it was like, it was like, oh my God, uh-huh. like this is going to be really, yeah. really How many people much were harder? part of the company? Eight, eight. We had eight people, eight to nine people, yeah. So in January- Yeah, it was small. January I mean, the, 2020, the business was very had small. eight people. We had about eight people, yeah. Yeah, we had no marketing team. Uh, we had just rehired our VP of sales. Uh, Tony, we just rehired him. And so he started January 1st. Yeah. And um yeah, there was there was there was no real sales and marketing. Most of those folks were in we had a couple of customer success managers and we had maybe five or six developers. Yeah. It was small. It was small. We 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 were planning to run the business in stealth for a year, year and a half. We weren't going to announce it and maybe relaunch yeah. under this new identity with right. this new vision. That was the plan. And then COVID hit. COVID hit. I remember <laughs> I was uh visiting my sister in San Carlos where she lives in San Francisco. Yeah. And um obviously the NBA canceled the season. I yeah. remember flying home. Uh we had just in terms of office space. We we had been basically evicted from the space over on the other side of the river because it was a uh, sublease. Yeah. And so by the time basically January-ish. Yeah we had to find a new space yeah. and we kind of explored a couple of different areas on the east side most of the employees of course they were on eight lived on yeah. the east side so we yeah. wanted to be on the east side um i lived on the east side um so i wanted to be on the east side right, too right we're just close yeah. um and we didn't have any money so we couldn't really afford anything yeah. and so we basically ended up looking at this remotely building yeah. where we are now yeah. just because it was a co-working space right. and right. we had there was a there was a space on the second floor that was vacant because it's weirdly shaped yeah. and not that big. Yeah, and so we decided to to take that space through the co working right. business, yeah. not directly yeah. with the landlord, and build it out. And we, you know, like all build outs, we thought we thought it would be um, maybe a month or two. Uh-huh. I think the turned into <laughs> February first, March first, something in that range. Yeah, it didn't happen, uh-huh. of course. But we, because it was a co working space, it was nice. The yeah. eight of us or ten of us, we sat on the sixth floor yeah. as part of the co working space, which is a gorgeous. Spot yeah, for yeah. February, and March. Yeah, so for two months, it was it was it was perfect. Yeah, and of course, it got delayed the build out, so we didn't have to pay right. rent, which was also not yeah. nice. But we didn't have any money at the time; it was really tight. And uh, we we sent everybody home mid March, whenever the NBA canceled the season. Yeah. Not, maybe that next yeah. Monday. Yeah. It's yeah. like okay, this yeah. is this is it. I went to Hood River, and during this period. I had real doubts whether this this idea, this, this, you know, thesis of running the business in stealth, yeah, coming up with this new idea, right, right. We'd have enough capital to sustain it. Because the original brand live business required you to go on site to film the talent. Cause that's where CEO was, that's where the leadership right. was. Right. Honestly, that's kind of what's gonna happen moving forward. You're gonna film on site in a kind of theatrical stage environment, and then you're gonna broadcast to your employees or to your customers, or to your partners globally. So we're kind of returning to where we were. Yeah. But at the Which, time, those meetings or events were getting canceled because yeah. people were yeah, on site. Doing anything. Yeah. This idea or notion of filming people remotely, you know, behind their MacBook Pro or their their desktop camera yeah. didn't exist. So the March April period was very much questioned. Yeah. Do we survive? Right. We were down to I think seventy two thousand dollars on the balance sheet. I mean, it was really Damn. dire. As you remember, people didn't know when it was going to end. Yeah. Initially, it was <laughs> April 1st, then it yeah. was April oh, 15th, yeah. Yeah. then it well, was May true. 1st, then right. it was May 31st. Right. And right around this period, I'd say mid-May, that's when we started to realize, huh, this te- great technology yeah. that we have, which was designed for on-site film right. Right. Like right. could be used in a pure remote. I call it, At the time, we call it a triple play. Where you had a you know production person yeah. either our people or company yeah. uh, remotely, you had cast or the talent remotely right. from their houses, and then the audience was remote. So yeah, the the notion that yeah, that's true, you could right. have all three being remote was yeah. was um, yeah it was so it helped shape what it is you guys were starting. To think we about pivoted it. Up. We pivoted immediately. We that's um, pretty. I mean, that's we a figured massive, it out but, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was we we happen to have the technology, so it wasn't it wasn't that huge of a leap of faith. but we we got introduced to a variety of, I would say probably probably herbalife and then and then the Biden campaign was in this kind of mid-May period, yeah, where we suddenly became, you know, a resource for people to to yeah to to figure out how to do this right. The business started to explode. We thought we would do a hundred thousand dollars of business in a in a month. They were doing it in a day. Um, it became I'm that kidding. crazy. Yeah, we went from eight people to probably, I don't know, maybe 60 or 70 by the end of the year. And, and the acceleration was- At the end of 2020, you were yeah. at 60 people. Yeah, about 60. Yeah, 65, somewhere in there. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, were was, they all remote? it was were insane. They,
0: were your, was the employees remote?
1: I mean, in terms of like outside our employees, of Portland, or were they, were they all in Portland? Our, our employees, with the exception of our production team, which required at the time, well, let me step back. You could produce it remote, yeah, in a remote fashion, but you're only as good as your internet. And right. if yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're in a, I'll just tell you a famous story. We, one of the first events that we did for the Biden campaign, there was, and this is high stakes. Literally, they were being attacked by the Republicans for not being able to live stream. the 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 question put forth by the PR people, or at least by the Trump campaign, was, if you can't live stream, how can you be president? Mm-hmm. So this was super high stakes, and the first couple of meetings, like the the internet was a little choppy, and we we're like, "What's going on here?" We of course weren't calling the show. Yeah, they had their own team doing that, and we found out that they were they were on shared internet at an apartment building in Iowa, and <laughs> oh, so geez. you know we we figured it out and we fixed <sighs> that, oh, but man. it meant that when we were designing this for our customers, yeah. we built out, yeah, we had to build out through. studios, yeah. Yeah. that not only had. Really fast internet, but had backup of something. Right, right, right. And so a lot of the kind of in person were the virtual producers, yeah. the people who are actually yeah. helping to run the shows to, to be the pilots. Yeah, if something yeah. went off. So, so at the end of twenty twenty, you're
0: at, you, you guys just skyrocket pretty much. Yeah. And then what happened? So then, you know, obviously the Biden campaign happens. That goes through. and Then are you guys getting like calls left and right? at yeah, that Point. It's, like it's, all,
1: it's all. It's all. It's just like all inbound. Right. Everything was inbound. Yeah. I would say, I would say that 95% of the business was inbound and word of mouth at that point. And COVID was a huge tailwind for us initially. And I always, just as a way to kind of pivot into how we, how we kind of shifted a bit in 2021, we started to kind of realize that a lot of these experiences that we were hosting weren't that great. And for anyone who's been on a virtual event, you know this, right? Yeah. You know this in your heart. You suck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would maybe soft language. May not, okay, yeah, they're okay. Okay, they're okay. Maybe they don't suck. Sorry, but you know, <laughs> as they're
0: getting better, um, as we were un-
1: sure they're getting really good. <laughs> I, th- I think it's okay to say that that during that period, yeah, there was a, a real question about whether yeah, they sucked what do you or not? do, yeah, yeah. And the reason why the reason why we figured it out, I we think, is because we put together a list of all of the Best experiences on Brand Live in this period, this kind of kind of end of 2020, beginning of 2021 yeah. period, and I remember this is just like a vivid memory for me. I put together lists of um, of 50, and we didn't really know how to figure this out because people weren't really responding to surveys, and so yeah. you couldn't really yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> couldn't really get it from the the people, so to right. speak. And so what we did is we basically asked the customers and asked our employees what were the best events, and we got this list, and it was like 40 long. It's like, and I started just clicking through. Yeah. just like event after event. And we started to realize, wow, a lot of these events are really ugly. The pages don't look very nice. Yeah. The language on the page isn't particularly interesting. They're not yeah. using the full feature set. And we started to realize that the quality of the experience had nothing really to do with, with the things around yeah, the thing. video player, our software, yeah. but rather, did it tell a story? Did it move people? Did it make right. you feel something? Yeah, did yeah. the hair on your arm stand up? Did right. butterflies stir in your stomach? Did it actually make you... Remember it, or yeah. watch it again. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it yeah. An emotion to what? Yeah, did feel, it feel? Yeah, did it match the style of video content? You, yeah, you watch in your personal life, right? Like, did it? Did it actually like move you to tears? Yeah. Did it? Did it um, make you want to donate or whatever the right. cause was? Right, right. Did it have a purpose? And that storytelling was really clear when you when you click through because you yeah. can see, oh, they would invested in high quality video content. Right. It had uh, uh, some structure to it. Right. It looked, it looked not better. like another boring WebEx, and yeah. it had, it had, it had energy that made you feel something. Yeah. And so we kind of went back to the drawing board and said, okay, it, in a world where maybe virtual events aren't going to sustain the growth that we've seen the last year, right? How do we reshape our business to help companies communicate in new ways? Yeah. In a, at the time, this pre Great Resignation. But at a time, I think the thesis was that the world of work is going to ch- shift and change. Yeah. We don't know what it's going to look like, yeah. but we think possibly a WebEx is not is it's not, not the perfect be. solution yeah. for the impactful means, right. the big ones, the right. ones that doesn't have to be a huge audience, but the no, ones but that you want to yeah, like, I mean, make at, an impact
0: at, on. Yeah. At one point you're like, you're going to say, okay, well, what's going what's to draw me to actually attend this, right? And, and, and be engaged in it if it's virtual.
1: And it, that's you know. it. Could be a webinar. It could be a customer conference. It could yeah. be a, an executive meeting. Honestly, that I think the the way that we had focused our business is less on like a virtual event in the consumer sense. We didn't do a lot of conferences. We didn't yeah. do a lot of kind of like publicly facing yeah. ticketed programming. We were much more focused on like the big moments for companies, and so that gave us a bit of an advantage because we. We didn't have to shift that far, yeah, because we were already in the kind of enterprise.
0: We should game. have we should have worked with you guys because that like we've, we're going to we're going to Las Vegas in two weeks for our company's spring summit. Oh, nice! For the last two years, we didn't, you know, we basically had webinars or whatever, right? And it was just it just it, it just less. And then we're a big culture company, so it 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 was tough, you know. And so we're super excited to go. But like having that sort of a platform to do those things is, I mean, incredibly valuable. So you guys, so, so this is, so where are you now? What's the total, where are you now? And what's, you know, what's the picture of the next, you know, couple of years look like for, for, for you
1: guys. And I want to be conscious of your time too. So. Yeah, no worries. The, the reality is we are a hundred percent focused on helping companies navigate this return to office future work thing. And hybrid works hard. It's not as easy as people think, but I am 110% confident that we're not in Kansas anymore. This is not yeah. 20, 2019. two thousand nineteen. We're not going back to a world where people are in the office five days a week. Yeah. yeah and so a yeah, lot of what we're focused on now is helping companies, the biggest ones in the world, yeah, deal with this reality, this impending reality. It hasn't really happened yet. It's happening now. Yeah, we're in it. April, May, June, July. It's yeah. happening now. Yeah. How are they gonna deal with people who are used to being on an avalanche of uh, WebEx meetings? Right. How are they gonna deal with people? who have to then navigate an in-office experience a couple of days a week. And we'll see. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, sure, but I am very confident that flexibility at work is going to be the, the number one thing driving executives and how they think over the next year. Yeah. And it's not going to be on days of the week. And the more we dig in, the more we talk to clients, the more we think about it, it's all about how you work, where you work, and when you work. Yeah. And giving people that flexibility. Yeah. People want to work at a place that shares their values, where they have purpose, right, where they right. feel connected to the people that yeah, they work with, right? where they feel connected to the leadership yeah. they work under. yeah. And they, for a variety of reasons, they don't want to be told to, to be in an office. Yeah. Um, and wow. so we're trying to figure this out and our entire business is focused on how we help companies communicate in, a, in an era that's going to be harder to communicate live. So, so it's all about- asynchronous video, it's all about making content so good that you wanna watch it after the fact.
0: So then you're gonna be, so So the the thinking is, you work with all these sort of brands to help sort of internal, I'm gonna call it internal communication. It could but be
1: inter- internal or internal external. Internal or external. High, you know, high impact meetings and events. And it, it, it could be a huge customer conference, yeah, like Dreamforce, yeah. but it also could be a much smaller, more intimate pitch meeting. It could right. be a webinar. Any meeting that you want, people to remember any meeting that you want to look less like a, a Webex meeting and more like something that you'd see on television. Yeah. And but we these just are happen to reported. have- not
0: Like the part of it is like, is I'm, I'm having a sort of Zoom with you or with 18 other people, right? Like that you guys come into that world too, like live, you know, on
1: live Zoom pieces versus just recordings, or is it, or is it one or the other or both? It's, it's going to be both. So it's going to be a live meeting. That has a mix of live and pre-recorded content. Okay. Okay. So that if, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you, you could do the entire meeting pre-recorded. Sure. That's definitely an option. Yeah. But I think where where we're envisioning the most effective high-impact meetings yeah. are ones that have a mix it's of live deep. and pre-recorded. Yeah. Right. You can, I'll give you an example. Take, take an all hands meeting. You you might have an intro video play as you let people shuffle in. Most people join a meeting, by the way, about three to four minutes yeah. late. So you never really want to start your content. Be prompt, people. Yeah, yeah. And Jeez. This, this is, this is. I stopped. I stopped <laughs> expecting it to be any different. The data was so pronounced. Minute four is when yeah. it crosses over into like 70, 80 percent. Yeah, like it takes it takes a full minute, four yeah. minutes, um, which happens to be the nice, nicely that way The you, average length you, of a song. That's why so. you set the meeting at at twelve fifty five for <laughs> yeah. a one o'clock. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that yeah. honestly, it gives, it gives you a, the way I'm imagining the world, we have to trust our people and we yeah. have to, we have to give them the flexibility to work when it works best for them. Yeah. So I honestly don't care if they show up on time because it's okay if they watch it later tonight. It's okay if they watch it when they put the kids to bed. It's okay if they watch it tomorrow. And if that's going to be your point of view that you want oh, to give people flexibility as yeah, a leader, that's a, yeah. what do you have to do yeah. to make it good? Because yeah. no one wants to rewatch a WebEx meeting. Right. So No I'm kidding. Well, I've done several and it's like, you know, bore me to tears, but. So if the, if, the, if the thesis is like, people need to be flexible and they need to choose how they work, because that's what gives yeah. them the greatest motivation and makes them right. happier, it makes right. them more productive, then we need to make work meetings, the important ones, the high impact yeah. ones, so good, you want to watch after the fact. Yeah. So that's the thesis yeah. of Brand Life. Yeah. That's what we're up to. You want to be there and, and or watch it post. If seventy percent yeah. of people watch it live, amazing. Um, yeah, but yeah. we want the thirty people who percent Did, of people who didn't, didn't watch it live yeah. to watch it. Yeah, and it's okay if they watch it next week. Yeah, we want you to go on vacation and not be bothered by it. Yeah, and come back and watch it and yeah. have that experience sitting there with your AirPods on, or sitting there lying in bed once you put the kids down. Yeah, we want that experience to be exactly the same. Yeah. So you have so what's the total number of people you guys have now? We're at about one fifty five. One fifty five. Yeah. Wow. It's incredible growth in 18 months. Yeah, it's or two years. It, it hasn't been easy and we're not perfect, but it's it's been incredibly rewarding. And it's nice to have a period where honestly the 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 coin landed right on the right, whatever yeah. we called, like, yeah, perfectly for yeah. a year and a half, and to have some like, okay, like what's this gonna look like? Right. Because it builds character, the perseverance I think yeah. is a good test for yeah. the team that we've assembled. Yeah. And so it's nice to have a little bit of the the choppiness, it makes you a stronger leader, it makes you a better company. Yeah. But yeah, we've, we, we're really excited about the future. It's all about helping companies with yeah. how they communicate in, in this kind of hybrid work world. Well, I like your con- I mean, I've been following your guys' content for a long time.
0: And I think there was an article that you guys put out yesterday on social media. And it was really interesting just to think think about like, yeah, I mean, we think in the real estate space and the workplace strategy space, we always thinking about like, what is the purpose for people to come back? Like if there's nothing there that's drawing people to do that, like, and creating that environment. And if you have that duality to do it that way, I mean, it's,
1: it's incredible. So, so let's talk about what we're doing there. And I think it's a great metaphor, honestly, for the future of work. Obviously, you've been through the building here. It is five floors. So it's not a football field. Right. You're broken up on different floors, which at the time I thought was problematic, but now is genius. The reason being when, when you're going to be in the office half time, yeah, you are going to have moments where it looks empty. Right. And no one really, I mean, People like the library feel sometimes, but there's more energy around the yeah. space when it's full. Yeah. And the byproduct of having smaller floors, our floors are triangles. So they're kind of weird yeah. shapes. Yeah. Is that even when it's half full, it looks full. Right. Because the, the eye line that you look down is less, yeah. less ordered. And it's kind of, you know, you're looking across a diagonal, it looks more full than it is. Yeah. And we really like it. The last couple of months it's been, it's been nice because the office doesn't feel empty. Yeah. Um, today is Friday and we have half day Fridays, so yeah. it's kind of, I mean, uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. A, it's a bad example, but, but it's
0: having a small dance floor, right? It's having a small yeah. dance floor and getting everybody on the dance floor. Like yeah. that's, you know, like you could have the same amount of people, but you have a small, it's like a small restaurant. It's like, it, it just like, this, this feel where to me, I think that, 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 that intimate feel is part of that culture building versus going into a floor that's got 20,000 feet and you can see everything. And there's two people. it just caverns.
1: This is twenty thousand
0: feet. Yeah, I know. Cross five a, floors. I, that's my point, I know, right? Yeah, like, exactly. If you, if, you, if you spread it, like you know, it's, it's going to look. It's going to look empty.
1: Yeah, and yeah. Um, I know people are struggling with this, and, and CEOs especially, like, okay, what's the workplace of the future look like? Our vision, you said it with your reference to a restaurant. Our our vision that it takes the shape much more of hospitality. Yeah, totally. Where this has to be a destination. and right. The examples I give and. Yeah, you know, oh. I'm watching the, the We Work show, which is oh, which is it's, which is yeah. good. It's, it's really good. good. I, I actually like the dropout better, which is just because I think the acting is spectacular with Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. And it's <laughs> not the same moral <laughs> equivalence. Yeah. I know it's kind yeah. Of a but still the subject yeah. here. We we were actually had a lot of things right. And yeah. I think they're set up pretty nicely for post-pandemic work, to be honest with you. With yeah. personal opinion. Yeah. But the the environment that we build here has to feel like a destination. It has right. to feel like a high-end hotel library. Right. Sorry. I, it has to feel like a high-end hotel lobby it has yeah. to feel like the coolest coffee shop in town right. it has to feel like a the want a to restaurant come. yeah you like yeah and yeah. if you're not going to be on the office in the office on a prescribed days of the week and you're going to be here for certain meetings right more collaborative environments where you can be creative and yeah. you can kind of work together if you're going to be here for those moments then you have to plan it in a way that makes it feel like a place you want to come for those moments yeah food is Certainly, front of mind for us. Yeah. it's a, it's it's a way to get people to come <laughs> back um, and you know come in for coffee. We have yeah. the barista come in for for lunch. We have Taco Tuesdays yeah. that we do once a month on Tuesdays. Yeah, we're trying to create an environment that feels like just that creative kind of. I hate to say we work, but the kind of creative yeah, that, environment ho- yeah, that, that they make. Yeah. yeah, they did a really job. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's because work is is definitely more about purpose and values and yeah. You're, you have this kind of blurred line between work and home. So taking that, that ritual yeah. idea, yeah. we've actually tried to create an environment people want to come to. Right. So we haven't figured out Mondays yet. It'll be probably some sort of lunch and learn educational learning yeah. and development thing. Yeah. Um, but on Tuesdays, we have Taco Tuesdays, which was derived from you know, LeBron James had that ton kind of Taco Tuesday with yeah. sort of a fun voice with his kids <laughs> yeah. um, in 2019. Well, that uh, meshed with the Blazers. Remember the Blazers had, used to be Taco Bell before McDonald's if they score a hundred points. yeah. So we kind of came up with this concept where if we sold hundred thousand dollars in a day, we got a free taco day of uh, the company. Wow. So now anyway, we've, we've turned this Those into like like Sales Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We thought it was going to be rare. <laughs> it has not rare. But we- uh, That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean- All these things are organic. You just kind of figure them out. It's like, yeah, Yeah. we have taco Tuesdays where if you're in Portland, you have to come to the office and we'll feature tacos. If you're classified as remote, you, you can get DoorDash on us. Yeah. On Wednesdays, we have a new thing that we're calling WooHoo Wednesdays, which is a, you know, the Ben and Jerry's like cone day where you'd go and sit in line and get a free ice cream cone. Yeah. We've kind of taken the concept and done it, done it for, for brand life. There's a, a new ice cream shop on Mississippi called kate's ice cream uh-huh. and it's yeah. plant-based yep. dairy-free yeah gluten-free. Not? it's awesome yeah and she's awesome and we basically are sponsoring from 12 to 3 on wednesdays you have to know the secret code which i'm not going to give out but if you know this but after code, this you're going to give it to me. yeah, it, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah if, if if you're kind to me on the yeah video, yeah if if um you have the secret code yeah and you walk in and you give the secret code then, then we'll pay that. for your ice cream so uh, yeah it's got two benefits obviously get have people come to the office right build right. community yeah. you have to walk there if yeah you walk there you generally walk there with other people right so right. you stretch your legs You get yeah. to build community and that's on a weekly basis the social club is thursdays so yeah we have it could be it what's nice about it is it, it could be a happy hour but also could be bowling right and the idea some is sort of activity of something to do as some social activity yeah. generally in the afternoon yeah that we had brand live ski day which is kind of the oh. first one and i'm getting, I'm getting invited to that yeah. one next year <laughs> It's, it's supposed to be organic and bottoms up. So each department or maybe we yeah. have a diversity and inclusion committee we call dibs. We have yeah. magic makers, which is more about charity and community. Yeah. Each group or get department plan. gets to plan oh, the social awesome. club. Yeah. And we just, we just kind of came up with this. It's yeah. not yeah. like, something we've been thinking about that long, but again, another- that'll be a big, that, that'll
0: be a big one. I mean, everyone, everyone has sort of this, this ownership, right? Like they have the ownership totally. of doing something. Totally. And I'm putting something together for the whole team. Yeah. Everything can't be top down. It has to no, be the it bottoms up. up. Yeah.
1: You have to want to be here, which means you well, have to want to be this, around
0: your people. You, you also have to have a leadership structure to allow because yes, that's true. You have to. Because if you don't have that, then it's just it's just rolling a snowball uphill every day, all day. So there has to be a there has to be a continuity between top and bottom to to work through that. It sounds like you guys, I mean, you, you have that.
1: We we think and this is a double click into what you just said. We think the best way to create an environment that allows people to build stuff is to create an environment where people are their true selves. There's a kind of line about Portland that you can be, it's the kind of place where you can be, you can be anything and yourself like this. I'm butchered that line. There's I'm blanking on the exact phrase, but, um, Regardless. regardless, we want our employees to be their true selves at yeah. work. We don't want them yeah. to be this weird duality where you're a different person outside of work and in work. Right. We want you to be able to express yourself. We want you to be you. Yeah. And if that environment is created, if it's inclusive, if you are giving people the opportunity to kind of like feel comfortable, then these organic things will happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: That, 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 and that, you give them the feeling. wings to be like, okay, hey, I want to do, I wanna, uh, this is sort of what I want to do. Cool. All right. You got the ownership of it, go go, build it, go do it. That's exactly. sort of the beauty of these. I would say small, I mean, you guys aren't small, you're 150 people, that's not. Yeah, that's we're medium not medium size for Portland, Portland yeah. you, know,
1: yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Fridays, so, last one is yeah. on Fridays, we have, we stole from Nike the kind of uh, summer Fridays thing, yeah. and then we kind of decided to do it all year round. It is, again, an investment in our people to say, we trust you, Yeah, we know that if you are overloaded and you don't want to work on the weekends, then you'll work on Fridays. Yeah. We want to leave it up to you. We yeah. obviously don't want you to fall behind and feel overwhelmed and overworked. Yeah. Over the weekends or on Mondays. Right. So we're going to give you the autonomy to careful. choose how you work on Fridays. Right. And yeah. to make it your choice as right. an employee. We call it Summer Fresh Fridays originally, and now it's Some. just, it's just you know, Friday work half day. Yeah. Um. I think there'll be a lot of companies exploring a four day work week. I, it's already starting to happen. Yeah, and you're um, seeing that. And I think it's. Yeah. I think there's. There'll be yeah. Science. There's no fall yeah. off in productivity, and so the question is, okay, do you want your people to be happy and more productive? Right. Or do you want them. Yeah. To be the same productive but unhappy. Yeah. So I think you know there's there's definitely there's definitely going to be conversations around these topics over yeah. the next two years. Yeah. Um. We created another Friday concept, which we are calling the Brand Live Breakfast Club. And <laughs> it happens to be, um, it happens to be because we're in Northeast Portland. Yeah. I mean, that's the other like obvious thing. The office is in a neighborhood. Yeah. We are literally one of the only employers on the street. I think we're probably the biggest employer yeah, all on problems. the street. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've created an office environment that feels much more like an apartment building, right? right? In terms yeah. of amenities and resources right. on the street. I mean, we can walk to Port Cano, there's- yeah. There's That's Broder, the, uh, there's Mississippi Studios. You can go all the way up to Prost and yeah. uh, Matt's Barbecue. So there's a ton to do as an employee, right? Again, around food, yeah. But we thought as a as a concept of you know encouraging people to come to the office, stop and have breakfast on us yeah. at a restaurant that we pick, and we're trying to pick diverse restaurants yeah. in the community right. that are close to the office. Yeah. yeah. So whether it's Cafe Ali or uh, it's like a new Toast restaurant, it's like they do is toast. Yeah. Um, so There's I think little that's little the first fun. one that yeah. we're doing. Yeah. But I don't know, we're trying to figure out how to create an environment people want to come to. Yeah. Yeah, and that starts with creating a culture people want to be part of. That's right.
0: That's right. Well, Sam, I'm I'm excited just to watch you guys continue to to grow. I mean, lot from where you were starting in early COVID to where you are now is just incredible. And I think, you know, uh, kudos to you and your whole team for building that Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome to watch and being in Portland and seeing you guys um, do that. It's, it's, uh, and being on the list for, for, you know, tech awards and everything else that you guys are doing. Yeah. Just big ups to you guys for that.
1: Thank you. Yeah. It's, it takes a village. I mean, this is, this is about creating an environment. I want our employees to look back on their, I obviously don't want them to leave, but I want them to look back on their time at Brand Live. Yeah. And to think that was the best place they've ever worked. Yeah. And if we do that well, then we'll be willing to yeah. be successful. Yeah. Happy employees, people who feel like they're committed to something, right? Are more creative. We know this. Yeah. yeah. And sure. um, a diversity of thought creates a lot more uh, creativity as well. Yeah. And so we we uh, yeah we're we're excited about the future. Yeah. I think that the the larger thesis of how people work yeah, plays very much into what we're building. what you're live. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So where can people find you? Uh, and then where can people find brand live?
1: Brandlive.com. Um, okay. we are, uh, we are of course on Mississippi Avenue, just south of Fremont. Yeah. Across from Ecliptic's parking lot. If you know the Ecliptic brewery. Yeah. What about um, you? Where can people find you? Do you
0: want people, do you want people to find you? <laughs> I, live in,
1: I live in Irvington. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm
1: generally here five days a week. If you yeah. come to the office, they'll find Yeah, they'll find I'll you. be here.
0: Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Yeah. Santa, thanks so much, man. I, I appreciate probably. you joining me today and uh, showing us around. And here we go. Thanks. thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. So if you had a chance to have coffee or cocktail <laughs> or Spanish coffee or whatever it is you drink, maybe it's
1: water. I don't know. But Oh man, my wife's going to kill me. No, I, Who I, would that be? I, <laughs> okay, so I started growing my hair out, and <laughs> in the style of Timothy Chalamet. And for whatever reason, Sarah really likes him. I don't blame her. He seems like a very interesting person. I would really love to be friends with him. So I, I'll go with Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Are you gonna do like are you gonna continue to grow it out? <laughs> what's what's, what's, what's this? I'm gonna try though. Summer is calling, can't. and I'm not sure no. I'm gonna succeed. But yeah, I've tried to. I mean, you can't see it here. But try um, to grow it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a different approach. I had the same haircut for 10 years. I'm trying to switch it up a little bit. Well, good for you. Man. But yeah, he, he seems pretty interesting. Okay. All right. That's a new so, one. So there that's you go. great. There you go. That's awesome. Man. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to Think Beyond Space, the PDX Workplace Insider Podcast. To follow along and get additional insights from each episode, visit Cressa.com slash Portland. Please also take a minute to rate and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.